Yeah, not bad. Yeah, that that got better as it went on. I yeah, <laughs> if we'd have judged it simply on the uh, the first part of it, and I was like, hell no. Well, what y'all, what nobody here is listening noticed. They're like, no, we're not listening to that crap, TJ. That's crap. That's well, crap. No, is that it? was the beards then, that you were playing. And then they that were that like, beard song was really stupid. The beards are it awesome. Was fucking stupid. But th- th- even this one, they were like, no, no, in, no. Yeah, I feel like I wasn't feeling it. I feel like with this song, we should all be cooking moonshine and out back. <laughs> you know, it's the, dead the wild, the wild, uh, the what is the. Uh, Wild whites of West Virginia, or whatever thing. The wonderful wild whites of West Virginia. Yeah, I've seen that. That shit's great. ridiculous. Jethco, Jethco, Jethco. Well, it's funny anyway. to me because if you've been in any trailer parks around here, you've seen lots of people well, like yeah. that. They're Those nuts. people were pretty famous, but man, yeah, my. Yeah, like I think Knoxville had something to do with that, didn't he? Yeah, he made the movie. I think. Yeah. 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 Those people are ridiculous. Nuts. That's awesome. Much no, of them are in jail. <laughs> now, some of the people from the movie. What are they cooking meth? All kinds of shit. <laughs> probably know. cooking meth. Who knows? Judging by the, the lack of teeth, a lot of them had it. Yeah. Probably cooking meth. I've math. got the DVD at the house. It's pretty yeah. insane. I'll have to check it out. No, it's ridiculous, dude. It's it's a, it's ridiculous. It's awesome though. Episode sixty four of the Moto X Pod Show. Sixty five. Oh shit! That's Sorry. my race number. It's going to be the best show ever. I'm I'm in studio for my race. We're going to go ahead and skip over to episode 66. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 65 of the Moto X Pod Show is brought to you courtesy of All Sport Dynamics. Visit, excuse me, visit motocrossrisbrace.com. Get the same braces worn by Weston Pike, Adam Cincerillo, and more. Guys, all three of us idiots don't get on bikes without these scenes. They make a great product, and uh, if you don't like breaking your wrists, I highly suggest you get a set of these. They're relatively inexpensive for the amount of money they can save you uh, damage-wise. Plus, they have insurance codes, so if you have health insurance, you can probably uh, get something worked out with your doctor there. So uh, go visit those guys and uh, tell them we sent you. Shock Socks, the original number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. I get tired of bringing my... uh, my bad fork seals over here to TJ for him to fix them. So I just use shock socks. Now I don't have to anymore. So it's a pain in I my like ass. I like that too. Yeah, I'm not doing exactly. TJ likes it more. See, it's it's a win for everybody. But uh, for uh, you know, 25 bucks or so, whatever those things run, you can uh, save yourself a long hard pain in the butt uh, of fixing your stupid forks so sorry i get a little emotional when i talk about that it's not fun for me but uh, anyways uh visit your local dealer for details on those guys broadway power sports tyler texas visit broadwaypowersports.com yamaha suzuki kawasaki can polaris firearms they've got a full line of service parts if you need moto gear they've got everything and then some in that that uh, realm and they go see our friend Denny and the guys over there and they get yourself hooked up with something. MX Girl Designs, that's G-U-R-L, guys. Uh, really awesome quality set of graphics, high quality design. Char does a good job over there. So visit at MX Girl on uh, Instagram or MX Girl Designs on Facebook. Remember, guys, that's uh, G-U-R-L. And uh, get yourself uh, set up with some of that. Dark Side, Muscle Mark, and TJ's in the house, too. What up, guys? What's up, man? I went by saw Denny today. Did you? Picked up a 18 for Doc. Mm-hmm. I hate that kid. <laughs> hey, Costing you a lot of money hey, and making it so you, hey, can't, you, you can't ride. There's no doubt he's your son. He looks just like you. Dude, it's going to be three months by the time I... at least if, if I ride my next days off, which I probably won't get to because we have Daytona on my next days off. You're going to Daytona? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, I'll probably be looking at four months from the time the last time I rode to the time I get to ride, mm. sucks for him. Yeah, we got mo- we got Moto Masters we're coming in up. a couple weeks, but I hate you. We'll get to ride. Be- I won't get to ride between now and then. I will. 
well, this weekend we'll be in Dallas, and next weekend I'm on call. You can always go riding this Sunday. You take your stuff with you. Thought about it, but I don't know. Well, I, My bike's not going to I'm probably not going to do it. But I'm going to ride next weekend, though. Oh, yeah, I'll be on call. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I won't sorry. be racing. I feel like somebody hit me over the head. I'm so tired from work today. I can't <laughs> even freaking talk right. But right. great show lined up for you guys. We're going to have the one and only uh, – oh, excuse me. Hold on. I'm on the, the wrong freaking page here. Mike Goose Gossler. Mike Goose Gossler's finally going to make an appearance on the show. We've tried to get him the last few weeks, but he's a busy guy. He works for uh, the one and only Chad Reed, so it is what it is. Thank, thanks to him for coming on tonight. We got uh, one of our favorites here, Moto X Pod favorites, Mr. John Short, uh, 250 East Coast competitor. It's uh, been a while since we've had John on, so it'd be good to talk to him. Uh, the lovely Miss Taylor Hyman, is that how you pronounce it? I believe so. She's going to do the uh, the makeup to mud uh, feature on the, this week on Super. The, I don't know if it's this week. If it's this it's, week, it's, oh. it's, they don't know exactly what week they're going to be. Oh, I don't well, think. Well, if you've watched Supercross, yeah, if you watch Supercross, they've got a, yeah. a, a a lady every week that they feature that uh, rides dirt bikes and and they do a bit about their life and things like that. And she's coming up with that. So uh, she's also a work series competitor and races a big six series out on the West Coast. It'd be cool talking to her. And uh, Mr. Garrett Schlegel from uh, PrivateerMX.com is going to join us last and uh, going to give us the, the rundown on, on how his his program works, what, what their website is about, what they do for the privateers, and uh, probably just BS with him a little bit too, guys. <clears throat> but um, TJ, does it feel good to actually be here and not have to get 40 fucking phone calls from me and Jamie before <laughs> the show? How to fix this or how to fix that. Well, yeah. we I had to show up because obviously with Darkside running the board, the sound quality had gone down. Yeah. His ego cannot make the sound quality better. So um, we're going to fix that tonight. Hopefully everybody enjoys the sound quality being a tad bit better. But, man, I've really... I've really just been so busy lately with getting things ready for racing, traveling around. Dock one uh, looks like the overall and the east and west combined for the 250 class and Nitro Arena Cross. He oh, really? won the 450 West and the combined on that. Uh, we got so he won the whole series. Well, it's kind of weird how they do the points for it, but he won. He got second in the West, but won the overall combined east and west. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so man, that, that well next week we'll have Jay Reynolds on from the Nitro Arena Cross to talk about what's Sweet. going on because everybody knows should everybody should know by now that Arena Cross AMA Arena Cross is kind of going away. Yeah, it is. I mean, Mathis has even talked about it on yeah. some of his stuff. Man. They're all happy about it. I think it's a bad thing. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't know how set that is because DB says he's there. They've got buildings reserved for the next year or two. So I, tend, I, I don't know. I tend to want to go with um, unless they're just not telling him. I mean, right. I would tend to want to go. go I mean, he may have to play that. along because of his contract, but he said that they had a meeting last week and that they talked about some of the the venues they've are they've got reserved. They just signed a contract to reserve some of the buildings for the next couple of years. Well, does what it, is maybe Feldsight selling out of their part of it? Who knows? Yeah, maybe you know, maybe it's still. I, I mean, who knows? Right. I'm not going to speculate too much, but I guess yeah, we, we definitely don't know. I don't want to see it go away. That series is rad. You well, know? I, Arena Cross is. I mean, have you seen some of the videos and stuff from the last Arena Cross? I mean, it's almost every round winds up in a fist fight. <laughs> So, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Dudes I'm surprised are, that Mathis isn't like a huge fan since he loves hockey so much. Yeah, it's weird because he didn't like it when guys fight at the races, but hockey's his favorite sport. And 
I mean, the the days of the enforcers and things like that in hockey are kind of good. They're not as it's not as yeah. gnarly as it used to be. Like yeah. the, the only hockey game I've ever been to, nobody fought. I was pissed. Like I went to the game wanting to see some dudes throw down, and nobody got yeah. Even I think close. they get in trouble now more. Like, That's so stupid. That's part of the mis- <laughs> the 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 draw. Of it. They want to see dudes kick the crap out of each other. You know, on ice skates. On top of that, you know, uh, but. It's probably I don't know. That's just my opinion. But Dallas Supercross this weekend. Jamie and I are going. That's gonna be exciting. What do y'all think about the series so far? It's been two weeks since I've been in studio, and we've had some ridiculous, yeah, ridiculous racing and some crazy things go on. I mean, I think it's been great. I, I think I think uh, I think is uh, anybody going to be left by the end? Hmm. Jason Anderson will be. Yeah, <laughs> he's so far ahead right now. It's uh, I, I think. That 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 Roxon and Webb stuff. Those two, uh, those two. I don't know. They should be it's some growing up. They to should do. be fined for that. They're professionals. Like guys, get over it. When you're you're in the main event, you're doing dumb crap. Like now, Kenny's out. You know, Cooper's not doing that good anyways. But I mean, it took him out of the race. Did they release? Did they release what actually happened? I mean, how long does he's out or anything yet? Well, he's having surgery Friday on his yeah. hand. So, so okay, so it is surgery. I didn't. Yeah, see. I mean. He, he said he's going to come back, but to, you were second in points, dude. Like, you're not now. I no. Mean, yeah. He's the only guy that realistically, besides Barsha, had a chance at Anderson was him. And uh, now that's gone away. And if Barsha doesn't turn it up a little – I mean, he's killing it. Don't get me wrong, but he's going to have to really do some stuff to catch Jason now. Everybody's, like, freaking out over Barsha. Yeah, he's doing good, but when he came into the 450 class, he was expected to do this. Yeah, yeah he's running – Well, the point of that is is he, that he thought that he had a fall from grace and now he's back, you yeah. know, which everybody loves a comeback story. It's, it's, it's as American as apple pie, I guess you'd say. Yeah, because yeah, he was definitely out of it for a while, not looking good. You remember back when uh, back when uh, Hanson had gone away, J- Josh Hanson, and then he all of a sudden resurfaced and started mm-hmm. killing it again. Everybody loved it, you know? Maybe and, we get uh, the same thing with um, Blake Wharton coming back on the East Coast right. this weekend. <laughs> Blake Wharton, Houston. Mr. Wharton, Houston, yeah, I, Dallas. Oh, yeah, Dallas, I mean, yeah. Gotta, I hope he does better than people are giving him credit for. He's going to make the main event, and he'll probably run top 10. So what? He has a race in a few yeah. years. Big deal, you know? I've got a, uh interview set up with Mr. Wharton. Oh, that'd be awesome. This weekend. That'll mm-hmm. be fun to talk to him. We haven't had Blake on in a while. we got to get him on. Yeah. We probably need to get him on next week if we can, Jamie. And, uh, yeah, Jamie. Easy God. enough. Lot, lot, Jamie's our, our, our local booking agent. And, yeah. Uh, handles any and all guests here so if you want to get on this show you got to go through dark side first (laughs) you know and uh it's a rigorous process yeah if you don't meet his criteria screw off you're not coming on here we're uh, lucky to be in studio with him we had to pay yeah we had to pay tj and i have to pay to hang out with him you should see all the equipment i had to buy just to be jamie's just to be jamie's buddy exactly or dark side i'm so i'm sorry dark side's friend yeah his Freaking agent's gonna get you, get you, dude. He's gonna get you. So I'm, my phone's probably about to start going off any second now. But idiots. I think I want to. I think I want to be his agent, dude, because I play hardball with folks. Like, no, That's you're right. gonna pay this much to see my guy. That's He's right. worth this much. I'm so, uh, I'm so the opposite. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> could. You, you. Yeah. You need me to do the hardcore negotiations on stuff. Uh, get your contracts in order. Make sure dudes are paying you and stuff like that. You know. <laughs> But uh, uh, I mean, why not? You're famous now. You got to give you a couple minutes. We're good, unless you want to. Nah, he just texted, so he's ready whenever. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and be back with the one and only Mike Gosler. Don't hold back, cause you woke up in the morning with the initiative to move, so I make it harder. 
All right, guys, we're going to get to our first guest. The man needs no introduction. He is a, a true legend in the sport of, of motocross, the one and only Mike Goose Gossler. Goose, what's up, buddy? Oh, not much. How are you guys? We are well. We are well just uh, getting rained on over here. Rained and cold. Uh-oh, what happened yeah. there? Yeah, a little bit cold. I just got back to my house in Idaho last night, and it's a little bit colder than Southern California. I've been out there for two months. Right. right. Yeah, I bet, you, I bet you guys are ready to get back doing some East Coast stuff, huh? Yep. We're, we're heading out to uh, Dallas on Thursday, and then from Dallas to Chad's house, and I'll be out I'll be out in Florida for three weeks, and then just <clears throat> going to the races from there. Well, from from the looks of uh, Chad, looked really good last weekend. So it looks like uh, things are on the up and up. He's probably feeling better. Y'all, y'all know y'all did some testing last week and uh, talk about that a little bit. Did you guys make any any headway there, or how'd that go? Well, that was actually our first official test for the 2018 season, and uh, I mean, one day isn't enough, but it was definitely more than we we've had in the past. So they getting uh, they a little bit better last week, but he still, you know, his ankles. Bank was not going to heal overnight, and fitness isn't going to come overnight. So every week is like little steps. Right. Yeah, that's uh, we can see the improvements he's having, and that's good. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I just not even go, not having to go through the LCQ probably helped a ton. Oh yeah, we weren't we were so happy we weren't going to that LCQ. I mean, it's it's, it's a lot of stress on him and, and yeah. myself too. You know trying to get the bike ready before the main event with no time. And, and for him, he doesn't want to be in the LCQ. And then, you know, God forbid something happens and you don't make it. That's uh, not good. Right, right. No, no doubt. That LCQ is kind of no man's land. Anything can happen. Yeah. Well, his, I know uh, he, he sure looked a lot better off the starts this week. So, uh, I mean, that's typical. We, we That's something we come to expect from Chad over the years. But uh, he's, he's looking a lot better, man. I'm pumped to see where he's going. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I don't know if it's a combination of the new starting gate and for sure the bike. He feels really comfortable on the bike, uh, doing starts on it. <clears throat> and, that, you know, just ha- having that momentum swing your way with, with it getting good starts, you know, it doesn't really show in the last few weeks, but he's been, you know, because he's had to ride the LCQs, he's had some, some bad boot picks, but his starts have been awesome, just nowhere to go, you know, all the way on the outside or all the way on the inside, just no place to go with it. But, uh, yeah, this week, this week, Chelsea had, it was still on the outside, but at least he made it work, you know. So, I'm, I'm really impressed with this first because the last couple of years we've been struggling with starts. Right, right. Well, Goose, you've had a pretty historic year, uh, career. You have worked with some of the best riders the world's ever seen. When you sit back and look at your career, like, just what goes through your mind? Oh, I don't know. I mean, he always lives. He always lives for the next weekend. Anyways, you know, I mean, it's kind of sad. You, the old saying is, "You're only as good as your last race." You know, and, and you're always preparing yourself, and preparing the bike, and preparing to travel. Always for the next race, you know. And so, even when you win, you know, when the winning days were were good, you don't get to enjoy them like people think you do. You know, it's always like, okay, we won, perfect. You know, you might might be that night, but then you're already focusing on the next race, you know. My career, you know, it seems like just yesterday getting started, but it, uh, it goes fast, you know. Only because you're just really, really getting back to the next race. 
Right. Right. Now, how, how many years on the series does this make for you? Uh, it is. Like twenty-four. Wow, man. <laughs> that's that's, yeah, de- that's dedication. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> you know, younger fans don't realize, like you know, back in the day, you started out in the box vans, having to drive across country, and and you know. The, the sport has changed so much, and you have been through a a lot of the changes. You've been there for a lot of that. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, I, I look back now when you mentioned that it, uh, that I've probably older than or I've been doing this this you know tour longer than most guys that are racing right now than than their age. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't blame them for not knowing what was going on before they were born. But uh, yeah, things have changed definitely, in in good ways, you know, and and bad ways. Or I shouldn't bad, say bad ways, just different ways, you know. And, uh, it's definitely it's definitely more corporate now and, and big time. And uh, it's nice to be on a on almost like a privateer effort that we're doing right now, where we we you know pretty much get to do whatever we want. I, I feel like I feel like that fits somebody like Chad a little better. Yeah, I mean it goes back to him riding, you know, having his own race team, a real race team, a few years ago, and uh, it's unfortunate that came to an end. But what we were doing it now is a lot different. It's basically just like a privateer effort. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that the situation you guys are in right now you like a little bit more than say a factory style team or even just when it was, uh, you know, 2-2, because he does have a lot more freedom. He can kind of pick whatever he wants to run parts-wise. And, and, I mean, I guess sometimes having that freedom, especially in Chad's position, being who he is, it's probably he, – he, he'll have a lot more fun. I know his results aren't fun right now, but I bet some of the stress is off of him and you. Well, you know, yes and no. I mean, when we had our own race team uh, – the two two motorsports, we were pretty much free to do whatever we we wanted. Also, Kelly gave us a lot of lot of leeway and encouraged us to kind of step outside the box because they they would learn from some of the stuff we were doing. But now we can pretty much do whatever. I mean, he bought his own motorcycles, and you know nobody's nobody's paying for anything except for the sponsors that are, that are helping out. Right. And so yeah, he can do whatever he wants, and we're and he's still open to you know taking on sponsorship. It's not like we're locked in. Like a lot of the teams are, you know, they they get their sponsors at the end of the year, and then the the following year they represent them, and and pretty much everything stays the same. But we can we can evolve and change pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, and we we talked a little bit, just mentioned the 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 change in the sport somewhat, going from the box vans to the semis and becoming more corporate. Um, but what about like the technological advances in the bikes? You know, we've got EFI and mapping and all these different things as a mechanic do you like that stuff do you like you know having to hook the laptop up and and change the mapping or or do you kind of miss trying to fine-tune a carburetor uh i like the carburetors a lot you know because uh i mean we did it so long you got so good where you can pretty much tune a bike on the stand you know by 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 listening to it and then the four strokes came along and, and they were a little bit more difficult to listen to and figure out what, what they needed. And so now with the EFI, once you have a good map, you don't stray too far from it. It's usually 
just to tone it down somewhere and make it smoother. And, and yeah, you need a computer and, you know, with the, with the ignition we have, we get some support. And so somebody walks over the computer and does a little tuning on it, but you don't do a whole lot anymore. The bikes compensate for so much. Yeah. That, uh, we pretty much run the same ignition program now for probably three or four races and haven't touched it where when you had a carburetor, I mean, you know, between the daytime and the nighttime, you change settings, you know, and then from location to location, you change settings. So it was always, it's always kind of cool trying to make, make, get the most out of your bike and, uh, having that hands-on deal, you know, where, where you're, <laughs> you're, you're not the computer, you're doing it by hand and by, by, by sound. Yeah, it takes a lot of skill. The skills that I don't have, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Me either. <clears throat> Mike, I've got a, a two-part question. Um, jumping subjects a little bit. Number one, how uh, what, what got you started being a, a race mechanic? And uh, number two, how much longer do you see yourself doing it? Well, I'll do the last one first. We'll use it as an opportunity, <laughs> and uh, and it makes sense. I don't, I have no idea, but you know, I'm definitely, definitely not getting any younger and there's very few opportunities. If, if I lived in Southern California, I could see myself being involved for a while because it's, you know, there's, there's opportunities down there, but not, I've chosen not to live in California. And so that right opportunity has to come around where somebody's willing to hire you knowing that you're not going to be at the race shop 12 months out of the year, you know, six or seven days a week. And uh, so I'm basically a part-time guy now. And those jobs are far and few in between. But as far as getting started, I was, you know, a local racer myself and then ended up working for the California Highway Patrol as one of their mechanics. And and I knew Dave Arnold, who was a team manager at Honda at that time. And I knew him as when I was a teenager and he was, still Marty Smith's mechanic and always looked up to him and he lived right down the street from my my wife's house so Miguel and I ended up marrying and so I went to school with his brother and also worked at the local tracks as a a starter at the starting gate and and Dave uh, I had a little shop in my house that I did part-time work with you know and Dave would send a lot of his friends bikes to work on and we were chatting one day out the race deck. He's on the line and goes, "Hey, we could use you as a factory mechanic." I said, "No, you're, you're kidding me, right?" And he said, "No, I'm serious." He said, uh, "I said, well, you got to talk money. Well, I've got a pretty good gig going. I got a state job and I got a side business, and I make you do some money. But would you even consider it?" I go, "Yeah, if the money was right." So he was all excited, and all it took was for him to bring me down to Team Honda go up to the race shop and I was pretty much ready to work for free. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can see that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I, I took a, a one year leave of absence from the, from the state job that I had and, uh, I never went back. <laughs> right. so, yeah. So that was how I got started and just went straight into being a, uh, mechanic on Team Honda. It's a pretty, pretty good opportunity. And that, that's in this sport. You know, I get a lot of young guys coming to me and saying, you know, they're going to MMI and they want to be a race team mechanic. And I tell them, though, there's so much luck involved being in the right place, the right time. And most guys have to do all the grunt work. You know, start out with a privateer and not make money and just do it for the 
with a passion of doing it. And then, you know, hopefully somebody notice them. They take a couple steps forward with a, a little bit better team. And then maybe, you know, a couple of years later, a better team. By then, that time, they burned out. It's, that's a rare opportunity that I got to inherit. Yeah, I don't think everybody gets, uh, you know, is fortunate to start like that. But I'll say this, though. A lot of people might not jump on the opportunity or understand what it was, and uh, you took it and ran with it. And I'd say it's worked out pretty damn well, you know, but that with all the accolades. <clears throat> excuse me, go yeah. ahead. No, I, like I said, I, I took a one year leave of absence, and once I started doing it, it was, I mean, I basically jumped in with both feet. I remember when I first started, it was just like, hey, you know, here's your boxing, you're going to be driving the next year, uh, but next week you're going to Europe. With your rider and you better pack it in. And it was just like off and running, you know. We, in the off season back then, I was working for Steve Lanson, and we would pretty much every week be in a different part of the world, you know, either in Japan or in Europe, or just come home from one one event, clean your stuff up, pack it up again, and go to the next one. And we did that in the off season, so it, uh, it really got you acclimated to being on the road and, and being on the go, and just. Like I said, in the first week, just like it. It's kind of like the rock star, rock star lifestyle almost. <laughs> Living out of a suitcase. And... Yeah, I don't know about rock star. It's, uh, <laughs> a lot of people look at it like that, but it's definitely it takes a level of commitment as far as you know. You you get a lot of work to do, and there's you're your own boss, and you got to make it happen. And uh, if you don't, you're not going to stick around the sport very long right well you, you touched on uh being a part-time guy you're the hardest working part-time employee i've ever seen i watched uh, we were standing there when you, you know helping you break down and stuff and i was watching you get you know do whatever you were doing to the bike and then we every, of course you just jumped right in on something else and and uh did just that whole process man that's a that's it's a long day at the at the races yeah you know it's a little different with the program we're running you know there's uh basically four of us that go to the races every weekend and we're responsible for, you know, getting the, the bike done, getting the truck there, setting up the tent, taking care of the bike while we're there and tearing down the tent. That's a, that's a lot for four guys. Most of the teams probably have at least double that, you know, personnel at the track. So setting up the tent's a lot easier and, and loading's a lot easier and unloading's a lot easier. And we just have you know a much smaller effort. Yeah. But they're trying to accomplish the same thing at the factory level types of team, you know. Yeah, well, I, re I really enjoyed that. You know, myself and Hal were there Friday morning for the setup, and I enjoyed it. You know, of course, I don't have to do it every week, but, it, you know, that was – it was it was interesting kind of seeing how the, the canopy goes up, and yeah, I, I had a good time, and I really appreciate that Team 2, two CR22 – took us in and made us part of the team and made us feel welcome and man i just you gotta you have a good group of guys helping out yeah you know and more so we really appreciate it too like us and we were shorthanded so when we got that extra help and anytime you know we have some friends or anybody we can rope into helping us i mean we're, we're appreciative because you know like you say it's a long day and at the end of the night boy it's uh you just can't wait to get off your feet and get the thing loaded up and get back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, well, I I was sort of in awe. I was, you know, I was the only one there on Friday. Mark and TJ couldn't make it until the next day, and uh, 
I was texting them. I was like, dude, I'm sitting at a table across from Goose. Like, we're talking about music. I mean, how for me, that was just awesome. He, uh, he said something about eating your sausage. You might want to watch him. <laughs> yeah. He's a little creeper over there. But um, <laughs> when we were <laughs> – Yeah, I think I said I literally just ate Goose's sausage. Yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm sure he's just stoked. I was being sitting. funny, man. Come on. But uh, when we were talking about uh, all the work and jumping in, and that, that big cart, the the one real big cart that you have to stack everything on, a lot of stuff up on and tie it down. Well, anyways, we go to push that thing. So Goose is standing there pushing. I jump in to help him. Well, he can't see from his deal, so he – he goes, you're my eyes. Don't run. Basically, don't run into anything. So I'm right. like, yeah, no pressure, man. Yeah. I'm standing next to Mike Gosser trying to get this thing around. It's heavy, dude. But it was a ton of fun doing yeah. that, man. I really enjoyed it. And I don't think – I think it, the, the, the goose was – we were the slowest moving guys. He was probably the fastest moving guy. He's just probably so tuned <laughs> to do that, you know? I, uh, yeah. We really appreciate it. And that's why we're hoping maybe you can go to the Dallas Supercross and give us a hand. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be there. there. Hal, Hal and I, myself, Mark, and Hal will all be there Thursday night. So we'll be there early Friday morning ready to roll. We'll help you out as much as you need, no matter what it is, man. We're all glad to do it. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. It'll be good. nice you guys to help. It was just nice to hang out with you too. Yeah, well, we, we need to see if there's any good bands playing. You know, Friday night. Let's go. Let's go see a show. Let's go. I'm in on that idea. We are uh, lately. We've been at the track. We're always seems like we're the last one to leave and one of the first ones to get there. Right. Just having a, a smaller effort. You know, there's always stuff to do Friday, preparing for the race for Saturday or. We're getting prepared for the following week, and so yeah, it's, it's tough to make any plans. People right. always, I get invites for people. Hey, come over for dinner, or let's go do something. And it's like I can't plan anything. Yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> we're looking forward to it. And, um, got a couple more questions before we let you go. Um, I was curious if you if you had any like race day rituals, whether it be just like when you first start working on the bike. Is there a pattern? Is there a certain thing that you have to do first? Anything like that? No, you know, what you probably saw on it. We, I work for Chad Reed, and Chad is probably one of the most manning riders out there when it comes to bike setup. He, uh, he never, he's never content with riding the bike the way it is. We're always try, striving to make it better. So every time the bike comes off the track, a uh, good example this weekend, you know, somebody walked by a fan walked by and goes, Hey, Chad's not racing. I said, yeah, why? And he's like, well, your bike's all apart. It's like, that's what happens every single time it comes off the track. Yeah. The bike comes up and I'm not kidding you. It's all the way up. But sometimes even the main event, right before the main event, we're, we're thrashing to get the thing back together to, you know, to, to get it to the, to the main. Uh, he's always tweaking something. It's, it's probably been maybe one or two times that I've worked for him in my whole career working with him that uh, maybe we didn't touch something that that weekend. And that's uh, it, I feel bad even for like the Dunlop guys, you know, the Dunlop guys, they'll be changing tires at the last second. We'll run, have somebody run over there and do a last minute tire change. And those guys are under pressure because, you know, you pinch a tube and it's got a slow leak or something. You really have no time to figure it out. It's like, Somebody's running back with a tire. You're waiting on the tire, and the tire goes on the bike, and forks are being put on. The shocks being put on, or 
who knows what it's there's no ritual for me because i never know what to expect with the guy <laughs> i think uh i think that's just a testament to chad like the success he's had how dedicated he really is and how serious uh he still takes this racing business like he's just the the attitude of i can always be better there's no, he's not content that's why he's a champion in my opinion a lot of guys are just content to go out there and do what whatever they can get done and, and not but not chad not not the good guys i would was uh was was carmichael that way or any of your other guys you worked with were they pretty demanding like that too you know you you they were that you're always making changes but not as much as chad chad's literally are pretty much like this past week and I think the only time I didn't have the front and the back end off the bike was right before the main event because he did pretty good in the, the heat race. We, I think we just changed a, a tire, and that was it. But, gosh, the other guys, uh, you know, everybody's always making changes. You know, the the track's changing, the dirt's changing, and we're always trying to compensate. But Chad's got so much experience being with so many different manufacturers and being at it so long, he doesn't forget anything. Everything's stored, and he's constantly making changes. It's uh, it's like a joke in the pits with the wrestling mechanics. You know, they laugh at me because my bike, well, my bike's always apart. It's never together. <laughs> I'll show up after building it. You know, we travel across the country. We unload the thing, and it comes apart because he's already been home, you know, during the week and made changes. And so my bike's got to come apart to get it ready to even to go to the first practice. It's, right. You know, even though it's been it's built it's still coming apart <laughs> so goose my last question for you is you know you you've been in series like this year where you're really not in the championship hunt and then you've had obviously many years where you were you know in first place and about to win a championship which position is less stressful for you as a mechanic i'll probably say this one uh I don't know if it's because I've been in it so long, mm-hmm. you know, and right now there's not that much pressure. I'll tell you what, the pressure that comes along with winning races, you know, Ricky said it best, you know, he told me one time, he goes, you think this is fun for me? He goes, the only day I get to have fun is on race day. Well, the rest of the time, every bit of my life is stressful because of being pulled in every direction, training, writing, being the best you can be that when the gate finally drops for either, you know, outdoor motor or supercross main, then that's a, you know, the, the 20 minutes or 30 minutes that he actually gets to have fun. So the stress that goes along with, with winning on the rider and mechanic side is, is a lot, you know, when, when the championship's on the line and you're working for a manufacturer, I mean, there's millions of dollars being poured into it. And right. so it's sort of concern period. You know, I mean, it's a part, it's just a, it's just a bag of bolts and nuts and, and metal pieces, you know, anything can break. But if you were to make a mistake, you know, there's there's a lot of pressure that goes along with, with winning races and being in that championship hunt. Yeah, I can imagine. I, it, and you've, you've done it the best, man. I mean, yeah, you, you're very humble, we can tell, but, you know, you... Go, go you ahead and pat get, yourself, yeah, go ahead you pat yourself get, on the back. Take credit for some of the some of the championships and the wins. I mean, you just have to. Well, those bikes have those bikes don't yeah. stay together on their own, you know? I don't know, but, you know, a lot of people think, you know, oh, yeah, it's just a rider and it's a mechanic. But when you're on a big team, there are so many pieces involved, you know. There's, you're, just a, you're, you're just a small part of it, you know. And basically, you just take it apart and put it back together every week and make sure that it's, like, new. 
but getting it to that point, you know, the suspension guys, the tire guys, the engine guys, the electronics guys, the the the, the, the test guys, the the guys at the shop, you know, there's so much involved. So, yeah, you know, I like the credit, but there's when you're part of a team, all of the people involved, and they they deserve. It. Too. Oh, absolutely. Well, hey, we're, we're just big fans of you, so we, we like to we like to pat you on the back a little bit, and uh, we uh, we we know you're a busy guy, Mike. We won't take any more of your time, but uh, thanks for coming on here, and uh, we'll see you Friday, man. All right, I really appreciate you having me on, and uh, look forward to seeing you Friday morning. All right, Goose, we'll see you then, buddy. <laughs> All the one and only Mike Goose Gosler, TJ. Of all people we could have on this show for you not to talk to, he's not the 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 winningest mechanic in history. You you from your roots from being a mechanic, how come you had nothing to offer to this conversation? Of all people we had on, I figured you would be the one that talked the I, most. I was very interested in talking to him, but I gave my mic up because obviously we're having issues with well, just his. Steal it back. Just yeah. Steal it back. Yeah. Yeah. Just take it back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. It's I, goose, dude. I'm sorry. It's I hate- goose. I, it's cool. I'm just shocked you didn't. Is what I'm really saying here. Of all, I mean, I figured you would probably have more questions than Jamie and I put together. I, I just didn't. Like I said, he had the mic, and Darkside got him on, <laughs> well, and, it, and, and that's Darkside's buddy. Did it gain now. you a little more perspective of kind of the prep things that need to go into? To, well, to I've a, ran race teams and done you know stuff like and been. Oh God. You don't think I have? What? What? I'm not. I'm, we're talking about the the, the upper okay, echelon. Okay, sm- smaller stuff, but still, I've done that stuff. We, I go to that. I, I've, I mean, I know what they do on a daily <laughs> the basis. The look on Jamie's face when you said that was fucking priceless. Well, I wish I could have taken a picture of it. Well, I, I feel like I would say <laughs> I like, only made a smart. We just got done of, talking to Dean Wilson the other day. I was like, well, I've raced before. <laughs> It's a big difference, but I know what you mean. But yeah, I mean, but it I sounded mean, sounded really funny. I, I spent. I, I know, like, like Jamie's a dig. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> I've built. Ra- I've built like, race bikes for like. I mean, even the pit bike stuff that we did traveling yeah, around. Well, we that were, stuff's gnarly. We yeah. were tearing them down every weekend. It's not the same thing, but well, it's stressful kinda, though. It's stressful yeah. though. I mean, yeah. you still got to keep a machine together. You know, I mean, I yeah. think that's legit. You know, that pit bike racing got really competitive for a long time. I miss it. You talk about the stuff like what uh, they do. Uh, they CHP. Do a, oh my lord, dude, that's like factory crap you see oh, it was like yeah. we spent we spent hours and hours on dinos just making like little in, little millimeter cuts out of a pipe to see if we can make a little more power no doing yeah it, like porting and all that stuff dude so. that's that's racing right there so yeah i guess you i forgot you were involved in that so when you said racing I'm like what the fuck is he yeah. talking about but now i get now i remember so Sorry, man. I don't. I can't remember yesterday. So trying to remember that's a, that's a different deal for me. Yeah, but, keeping uh, up with the amateur bikes is is not nearly what they do. But man, I'd love to have that budget. I know. Like right? I don't know how yeah. I don't know how somebody who goes as fast as Chad or or any of those pros how they keep those bikes together. Well, just remember, I really Chad don't. had to start somewhere too. These bikes you that know? these bikes that everybody buys are not designed to put the kind of racing and stuff that the pros do on them mm. they're not because these fast amateur kids destroy a bike well, that's why the the top top pros don't have to worry about that they get fresh stuff all the time it's just crazy mm. but uh, but how these how these privateers make it i just don't know well that was a great interview my he is such yeah. a nice guy and he's just like that when you talk to him in person yeah he's never he's, it's it's always that way i mean he's he's serious about what he's doing and when he especially when he's working on the bike he gets i, I noticed that he kind of got this 
more, a little bit more of an intense look on his face when he was doing that as opposed to doing everything else. But it was cool to get the – I was cool just to get to push the damn cart and tell him where to go. No <laughs> no pressure. Like, he basically is like, you're in my eyes. I can't see anything. Basically, like, hey, dumb, dumb, don't run into any of Chad's crap, you know. That's funny. So, uh, but, hey, it's cool. it was cool to me. I was I took it serious. It's like, whatever. So, But I they're mean, set up in a fun mover, huh? It's a big fun mover, though. Wow. Yeah, it's a big one. So, I mean, you have a – you gotta have an actual truck driver drive this. Oh, so it's like a show hauler. It's a straight truck, yeah. yeah it's, a show it it's a big yeah. show hauler, but it's cool. But anyways, guys, time for commercial break. We'll be back. Right on. Hey Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them Moto Xbod sent you. Dark side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com. And that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L. And tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welding and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welding and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, guys, welcome back. Again, big shout-out, All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, and MX Girl Designs. Coming up next, one of our show favorites. It's been a while since we've had this young man on, but uh, he's getting ready to kick off his uh, his Supercross racing year, 250 East Coast competitor, John Short. John, what up, dude? Man, not a whole lot. Just got through eating dinner, uh, actually, with my, my good buddy Blake, and Gonna do some bike work this evening and get ready for tomorrow. That's awesome. Do some riding. You pumped for this weekend, man? 
No, I'm excited. Uh, I haven't been behind a gate since Indiana last year, the last outdoor national, so I'm, I'm ready to get back after it. It's, it's been too long. Yeah, how you feeling after that injury? I mean, how's your recovery been? You know, how's everything feel? Man, everything feels good. It just it was a longer recovery than I anticipated. It, I was in a cast until heck December, um, and I uh, started riding. You know, right at January first, and I got to do start riding Supercross. I've got ten days of Supercross, but they're good days, I guess. So. That's a plus, you know. Yeah. Now, for those that don't know, tell tell us about your injury and what kind of surgery you had. Yeah, so I actually didn't know it. I broke my scaphoid scaphoid in my hand, wrist area um, during Supercross last year. Didn't know it was broken. I uh, raced all season with it pretty much. Figured out what the problem was during outdoors, and I had surgery September fifth, right after the last outdoor national. So they just put a screw in there, did a bone graft, and uh, put me in cast. Keep it keep me from re-injuring it so so you've been off the bike for a little while and um and i know this is not really the first time you've been injured but what does it do like coming back like you've only been on the bike since january 1st really you know does it help your motivation do you normally come back swinging i know like some guys come back from injuries and like like canard would just come back and you know kill everybody and some guys you know takes them a little while to get in the swing of things how are you yeah, I think I'm a, a mixture of both, I guess. I mean, for me, mentally, when I come back from an injury, especially this one, because I didn't do anything wrong, like, it's not like I had a big crash or anything, I, uh, man, I'm just motivated, like, you know, as soon as I got on the bike, it was like, what can I do, what, let me maximize what I can do to the fullest so that I can be as ready as possible from Dallas, you know, so I've been working really hard just with my limitations and what I can do on and off the bike, so... Um, I feel really good on the Supercross track, actually. Like, riding-wise, I'm more comfortable than I've ever been. Um, so we'll see if that translates over into a race environment. That's the goal, you know? Right. Well, you've had some uh, really good showings, you know? I mean, your speed's always there, but, you know, we've talked about this before. Your, your starts have not been perfect. Um, but right. Now, now we've got the metal grates. Do you think that's going to help you some? Have you been practicing on metal grates? Uh, it's, it's all kind of been last minute. I don't have a whole lot of great experience. Okay. Um, that's actually, that's actually someone. Oop. We lost, um, we, everything. We lost you for a second, John. What was that? I said, that's actually something I'm checking off the list tomorrow. Is, oh, cool. uh, tomorrow's mainly going to be starts and, uh, kind of figuring that out. Okay. But, um, no, it's it, like I said, it's all kind of been delay, a delayed process because of the recovery with my hand and, uh, so we got my practice bikes in a little late. Everything kind of was last minute, but we've made the best of what we have, and we've been working really hard to get everything as dialed in as possible. So, so what are your goals for the first race? You know, not necessarily the whole season. Just what 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 would make you happy at Dallas? You know, what would you be if you know where, where do you want to be? Man, I don't have a position, but a hundred percent be on the main event gate and do as many laps as I can. You know what I mean? I, I don't expect honestly right now to be able to put 100 percent 15 laps in but i'd like to be able to do 15 clean laps and uh, whatever it's 15 minutes yeah and um every weekend kind of build honestly you know i've i've got a good fitness base it's just a matter of really getting the riding side tuned in i, I know i've got speed i know i've got a heat race in me so really just line up on that main event and every weekend build and and increase my fitness during the week and, and kind of build. So, right. 
well, there, there's no semis now, you know, this year. Do you think that helps you because they take more from the heat race, or do you feel like that kind of maybe hinders you a little bit? Less track time. Yeah. Well, well, being a 250 rider, uh, I've never raced with that format. It's always been heat race LCQ, so okay. it's the same as it's always been for me. That was only a 450 deal. Oh, wait, it was. Yeah, they didn't oh, do 250 semis. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's... I don't know what the hell we're talking about over here. Uh, you would no, think this being good. a motocross show, we would know that, John, but yeah. I was over here thinking the same thing Jamie was. <laughs> but, hey, yeah. oh, what? you know, last year um, – a pretty good year, man. Lots of main events. I think your best finish was a 13 in Indy. I would say things are looking pretty good for you, man. I know you've been injured, but I feel – is the goal to at least top that this year, you think? Definitely. I mean, with I'm, – I'm not going to overdo it, but with the way just in the past week with my motorcycle this year, the testing we've done, and how much more comfortable I am on the bike and how much better the bike is than last year, like, I'm already, speed-wise, comfort-wise, bounds ahead of where I was last year at any point on a Supercross track. So, I mean, my goal is 100% main event every weekend, and I want to be searching for that top 10 at some point, middle, end of the season, you know? And just, that's my goal, honestly. I don't, I don't want to bite off more than I can chew, but I don't think, I think that's pretty realistic, as long as I can keep building that fitness, well, that main yeah. event fitness. You brought up the fitness, and, and that was going to lead me to my next question. So when you're injured and as a privateer and you don't have the Red Bull facility to do all this crazy training, what do y'all do uh, to keep your fitness up? I know, is it just cycling? Are you, I mean, because with your hand injury, you can't do much, I wouldn't think. Yeah, I, I worked with uh, the guys at FitWise, and, um, and Bo Boynton, he's helped me a lot in the past. Um, for me, it was cardio, cardio, cardio. I did a lot of running. I did some, like, uh, trail running races, and, you know, I was logging 25 miles a week running, and and I did a lot of leg workouts. Like, anything that didn't involve my hand, I was doing still core, legs, plyometrics, running. Um, I even cycled. Um, man, I just pretty much wore out everything other than, other than upper body workout, to be honest with you. Well, I feel like you probably should still have a pretty good base. I mean, a good bit of what a, a lot of guys do, especially riding the, the smaller bike, is cardio, right? So it's not like you're on point with that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my off-the-bike fitness is great. Like, I, I that's something I really enjoy, running, cycling. So I almost use that opportunity as a time to refresh and do some things I've wanted to do, like some running races, some road bike races, like some stuff I don't normally have an opportunity to do. Um so, I mean, for me, honestly, it's just supercross fitness is a little different. You know, like, I've been riding corner tracks and stuff since January, and I, I can ride for for as long as I really want to ride. It's just, honestly, getting that breathing down mm -hmm. and for, not forgetting to breathe and, and kind of getting not letting the arms pump up. I have a tendency to not breathe and hold on tight with my arms and get arm pump. And that's, if I can get that, if I can get that going, I think I'll be, I'll be okay, so... Yes, who's been helping you out this year with uh, what do you have as far as sponsors, backing, you know, gear? Um, what's your what's your situation this year? Um, everything's pretty much the same same group of guys as last year. I've got some great, you know, uh, local companies helping me out, um, and then obviously Fly Racing and CD Boots and uh, Ted Parks is going to haul our bikes for CPJ, and um, there's there's honestly a long list, um, you know. Just all my good buddies and friends around here that own businesses, they're all pitching together and, and coming up with 
funding for me to go racing. So it's pretty cool to see how much support, you know, your family and friends really, really do for you. Right, right. And I, I know I saw on your Instagram that you've got some T-shirts for sale. That's going to kind of help you out a little bit. Um, are those still available, or was that kind of something you just did before, you know, a couple of weeks ago before Dallas? Um, we we already went ahead and we what we did is pre-ordered and okay. we already made a batch. But it's something that if we had a bunch of people wanting to buy T-shirts, we could do another batch. So um, yeah, if people want T-shirts, we can we we'll still take orders and right. And uh, we'll probably we'll set a date, you know four or five weeks from now and sure. cut them off and then get them done. So. Well, I just want to make sure that anybody that wants to try to help you out anyway has a way to maybe do it, you know, and I know the T-shirts are one way or just anything else. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or if you come to Dallas, bring them some cash. <laughs> yeah, bring the guys yeah. some money. <laughs> yeah, it's something I had thought about doing is uh, you see a lot of other guys doing it is a uh, kind of title sponsorship per weekend, you know. So yeah. more in your area and you're, you're wanting to sponsor a rider to, to whatever extent, you know, contact contact me or some people around me and um that's uh you know run your run your company logos or tents or whatever for that weekend in your hometown why don't, do. why don't you uh go ahead and drop some contact info for anybody that might be interested in that yeah so my uh my cell phone is 940-736-3751 and uh my email address is writing red underscore 47 at live.com and those are the best ways to contact me. Well, if you get uh, like a, some stalker texting you now with that number <laughs> getting out there, well, no, no, no. It might be from this area. It might be my wife. She's a pretty big John Short fan. Oh. So uh, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, just, just warning you there. But <laughs> no. Yeah, no problem. No, man, anything we could do to help you out, you let us know. I'm not sure what it is, but if there's something, we're, we're glad to do it, buddy. We, we, we always appreciated you coming on this show and uh we're, we're john short fans and we're here we've got your back man hey that's awesome i i love support from, from anybody and everybody it's cool to like i said have see how many people are actually uh on board and supportive yeah hey um we got the list today for um press day on friday I, you know and you weren't on there do, do you get an opportunity to ride press day if you want to uh, I generally do. Um, I I was planning on showing up. Um, I think Ted was suppo- is supposed to get me on the list. Or, okay. I don't know how that how that works, but he told me to show up, so I, I'm gonna be there. Um, hopefully they let me ride. I guess I'm not on the list, but yeah. Well, it, I think they do with the local guys, don't they? they well, they, with yeah. the local guys, they do like a really early morning thing, like at four or five a.m. Oh, when TV stations come out, but. The uh, the list I got today, well, I actually got from uh, Feld, said that it was subject to change. So I'm sure they, yeah, they'll add people, but we'll be there Friday morning. So I'm sure we'll see you, and uh, we'll, we'll probably do a little on-track interview with you. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm going to get the camera out and snap some pics of you. Yeah, that'd be great. I um, I actually don't even have a photo with 57 on my bike, so... I need I need some cool shots. Well, I tell you what, we'll handle that uh, Friday. We'll get over there and I'll make sure they get edited up and sent right to you. So um, there we go. Cool, man. Well, anything else, guys? You good? I think that's it, man. Um, I look forward to seeing you and uh, getting yeah, my definitely. John Short T-shirt because I did pre-order. Oh, you did? I did. Uh, well, yeah. I'm gonna get with Jamie uh, here in a minute and figure out how to do that. I'm gonna go ahead and get one too. Well, there are. That's what you're saying. They're already. Oh, they're done. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah until they make another run of them. Well, well, next time you make another run, we'll get. I'll go ahead and do that then. <laughs> perfect and we may have a i think we ordered a few extras of a, a few popular sizes but um yeah and, and also anybody who's um you know 
enthusiasts, uh, I'll have the, the shirts uh, Friday at the track available, you know, when we're working on the bikes and stuff, and also the autograph signing at Maxim Honda Yamaha Friday evening. Everybody stop by. It'll be me and Ben LeMay, and I'm sure some other riders, and, uh, you know, I'll have my shirts available there cool. uh, for pickup and come hang out and visit with us. Awesome, awesome. Well, John, we look forward. To, uh, we look for big things this weekend. Glad you're back out there racing. Glad East Coast is starting, and uh, we'll see you then, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, sounds good. I'm ready to get back into some new things, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Oh, anytime, easy, buddy. John. Anytime. Thanks, bud. Thanks, buddy. Kind of cut him off there. National <laughs> number fifty-seven, dude. He's he's getting a, a lower number every year. Oh, dude, yeah. You know, like we we kept talking about last year how. His times, were, his lap times were always on point. Yeah, he's he, good. He could have made the main every race, but he got terrible starts most of the time, and we get collected by somebody else, or you know, just things that happen when you get bad starts. Right? Yeah, I think he scored like seventy points last summer in four fifty eight motocross. Something. Yeah, like he's. That. I mean, he's very, very talented, and he's quick, very capable, on. in my opinion, of at least top fifteens in Supercross. Right, you know, and it's just he's got to get those starts down, and he knows that, dude. You know? He was tw- he was twentieth overall, yeah, last year in four fifty motocross seventy yep. point. That's legit. 20, I don't understand though with fifth and supercross. Yeah, I, man, but doing the two fifty class, there's just no money in it. Why not I would just hop over the four fifty yeah. and just ride all year? And I mean, what are they? Don't they make a grand just to make the night show in the four fifty? It's something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a little more night show money. I think guys are up at upwards fifteen, sixteen hundred bucks or something like that. To the night show or the main? I, I think, think night show. The night show. I think I that's know. night show money. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think if you make the main, it's all, it's like two grand plus, right? Yeah. Something like Maybe that. That's what it is. So, yeah. I mean, if it were me, I'd probably be riding a four fifty. But I'm not a badass like John Short, so I don't know. <laughs> you know, right. but uh, I mean, I'm whatever. sure he has his reasons. Dude, I'm I'm just I've forgotten how good he did last summer. Yeah. It's so crazy how easily that stuff gets away from him. I knew right. he did well. I just I had I had to go back and look, but that's legit, dude. Yeah. Top twenty. Yeah, <laughs> Four fifty I mean, motocross. That's, that's legit, think, dude. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, that's two years in a row he's been in the top twenty. Yeah, he uh no. Was he outside no. the year before? Yeah, he had some good finishes. Yeah, you know, he had some good finishes. Yeah, but no, he was outside. Right. But okay. anyways, it uh, either way. I mean, just if you look at his progression from 2014 to now, it gets better every year. Yeah, right. So, um, I mean, this year shouldn't be any different. I know he's been injured, but it sounds like he's still in shape. So, oh yeah, yeah. And he, he don't forget he, how to ride. You see him on his Instagram. He's always cycling and stuff, and, mm-hmm. you know, and he's obviously excited to be back on that, uh, back on a Yamaha. Yeah, well, if you're going to be a privateer in the 250 yeah. class, that's the bike to have, you know? Yeah. yeah, I was sitting there staring at him today going, man, if we could just get the team green kind of money from Yamaha. Yeah, we right. Right. Well, speaking of, look how good freaking Chiz is doing right now on that bike. Oh, yeah. Dude, Chiz is kicking out seventh this past weekend. Yeah. yeah. He's killing it. So, Well, his starts have been – I've been texting him every week. I was like – because he, he gets up like top two or three in yeah, his heat race, and I get – you know, being the fan I am, I get excited. Like, I'll come out of the seat and – I'm like, oh, shit, he's he's second. He might lead for just a lap. That's all I yeah. need. Give me one lap. Well, I notice this now. Like, I've always been kind of been a Chiz fan, but since I've been hanging out with Jamie, I pay a little more attention. Not that I didn't before, but this morning, I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, look at Chiz. He's doing good yeah. now, you know? Well, I'll wow. tell you how good Chiz is doing. He's not a good pick in fantasy because – Because he's an all-star. Oh, here we go with, that, here we go with that shit. Dude, <laughs> I you guys – Last week, I picked him. And he got, As your he all-star? Got, yeah, but I, I wasn't thinking about it like while we were watching the race that he was an all-star. And I was telling Amber, I said, oh, he's going to get first-place first, first place points doubled. Oh, I, was, I forgot all-star. he was an all-star. I forgot he was <laughs> in the top oh, shit. ten. 
Dude, y'all are ruining the, the race for yourselves oh, with that no, car. It's so no, much no, better. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's so much so better. Much well, better. It's, I don't know, man. Because like I, normally I watch a race and I'm just sort of watching the race. And now I'm like, oh, where's this guy? And where's this guy? Oh, I need this guy to move up two spots. So you're I'm looking, dr- even when they're not showing them on TV, you're looking at the like what position he's in. Okay, three laps left or a minute le- God, left. And I need one more, I need spot, one one more, more. spot. Come on. <laughs> hey, so, y'all are crazy. So we're, I'm driving the RV leaving arena cross and we had to get out of there because the big winter storm was coming and um those guys are back there watching the race telling me i'm like where's nicoletti where's so and so all right well we gotta get our next guest all right yeah. quick break be right back guys all right. All right, guys, we're going to get to our third guest. This le- this young lady will be featured on the uh, Supercross broadcast, the uh, Makeup to Mud. Uh, what do you, special they call it? I'm not sure what feature. Feature. <laughs> Whatever they want to call that, but it's it's very interesting. They pick a, a, a young lady every week to uh, that rides dirt bikes. It's involved in the sport one way or another and uh, feature her on the broadcast. She is, uh, works racing, races the work series in the Big Six. Sorry, I can't even talk right now. (laughs) Big Six Series out on the West Coast, the lovely Miss Taylor Hyman. Taylor, what's going on? Hey, guys, what's up? Just hanging out, talking a little moto. Butchering your intro is what I'm doing. Butchering it. Sorry. (laughs) Just a little bit. Yeah. Make up for it. Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that. I I do that from time to time. (laughs) Well, Taylor, what are you up to right now? What's going on in your world? Well, during the week, it's usually school, work, trying to get my life together for the weekends of racing. So, <laughs> so yeah, did, you just had a big six race this weekend, didn't you? Yes, I did. It was in Taft, California. Yeah, and I saw that you had a little, I think you had a little mechanical issue, but you fought back from dead last to, uh, what did you get, third overall? Uh, sixth place. So, okay. yeah, I had about a 40 to 50 second delay behind after my class had already went off the line. So that set me back a lot. And I had to fight from 14th dead last to sixth place. And the amount of time that I had, um, it was, it was a bummer, but you know, you take, you take what you learn and you go on and grow from it. So, so I came back. Go ahead. I'm a Texas moto guy. I have no clue what the big six is. Can you fill us in what that is? Cause I know a lot of listeners aren't going to know. Yeah, so AMA Big Six, it's a really cool series. It's a GP, so it's um, 45 to 50 minutes of racing, um, half moto, half desert. So we'll start on a moto track, and then you'll go out to the set course that they they mark out. But Big Six is an amazing series. They always put on great races, fun, fun, just fun layouts. And um, it's really interesting to see that this year there's, a lot more girls than when I started last year. So that's really fun to see. Yeah, we've seen a little bit of a a growth in the women's side of it out here in Texas too, which is cool. And uh, I I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, and I I really, I'll be honest, I didn't follow off-road a whole lot until I met Gary Sutherland a few months ago. And now I just... Mm -hmm. He's such a cool dude. I, I'm really into it, and and I I'd love to see your series, the work series, grow also, because mm-hmm. it's really cool what you guys do. Well, the work series has been around for a while. Yeah, but it? we don't see it. Like it's not on TV. It's you don't. It doesn't get a lot right. of coverage. That series is gnarly. Yeah, 
it's pretty crazy because we're out there and we're pushing the whole time and works can go from 45 to an hour as well just depends on which track you're doing like Mm -hmm. big six it's always 45 minutes and then plus one lap so you can be i've raced up to like an hour and 10 minutes before but it's crazy because you're pushing the whole time that you're out there and it's you know the the tracks are fun but they're not easy you're going into the desert and you never know what's going to come up and not only that but you're also racing with 100 200 people it's not just your class right so i did, I did a cross just... i did a cross country race one time and um it was like a four hour race and i came back and long story short i almost drowned i broke my foot it was just a horrible horrible oh, deal geez. i came back and told my wife i said i said never let me do that again i know when i <laughs> when, when i get better i'm gonna say you know what i can do better this time so yeah i've never mm-hmm. done another one and I, i'm I mean, gosh, out there for four hours in the woods racing is just too much. It looks fun to me. <laughs> I don't know why I've never oh, done yeah, it. Yeah, that, that reminds me um, of the Vegas Torino racing and best in the desert races that I've been doing as well. Those are those can go anywhere from, depending on how long you're going for, like Vegas Torino was 550 miles, and we ended up racing for about 14 hours. Oh, wow. So, mm. Yeah, we had. I was on the team of all girls, and we were the only all women's team. And out of eight different teams in our class, we ended up placing third. Oh nice. wow! So, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, you yeah, need to we step, raced for about fourteen hours. You need to step right on into Dakar racing. Go to the Dakar Rally, and uh, you got that. <laughs> You'll be ready for it now. I'd love to. Give me the opportunity. I'll right. anything. There you go. No, it, it, <laughs> that's awesome. At what age did you start uh, riding? Five? No. Five. no Jamie? <laughs> no what? way. She's been riding for five years. Jamie, okay. Well, no, I don't know if I heard that. Yeah. Or... I've only been riding for about five years, and this is my second year of racing competitively. You know, I did a few races here and there at the local track, but last year was really my first year of racing. So that's when I decided to enter the work series. And um, after already missing the first round of Big Six, somebody brought my attention to Big Six. And I was like, I got to go try this. Right. And I was just hungry. I was just hungry to get better. And I just wanted to be on the line. So I was like, all right, anything. There you go. And um, well, I'm I got on the Big Six. Well, big thanks to Jamie for letting you answer the question that time. That was awesome. But. <laughs> 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 No, uh, well, uh, jump subjects a little bit. You said you're going to school. What are you going to school for? So I go to UNLV for marketing and communication, um, double major, and this is my final year, so I'll be graduating in the fall. Uh, UNLV, are you gonna stay? Are you gonna are you stay in Vegas after you're done with school, or are you gonna get up out of there? Mm, I'm not really sure because life has been so crazy in the past year. I never would have thought that anything like that would have happened so I like to just keep my doors open I have you know an idea of where I want to be but my path is it's ever changing so wherever life takes me I'm I'm down to go as long as it's fun and enjoying it so you said you got started racing five years ago how did you get involved with it was your family into it does your dad ride friends That's a funny story. My little sister, actually, um, she started about two years before me, and she's two years younger than me, and she got into it, and I was never, you know, I never really paid too much attention to it until I met a guy in school, and he um, 
he raced with my sister, so he kind of like brought my attention to it. But uh, now I'm faster than him, so <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. I definitely miss riding in the desert. That's kind of where I started riding when I was a kid. I, I lived in Barstow for a long time, and now we live out here in East Texas. It's a lot different, but I definitely miss the desert. So that guy's not your friend anymore, huh, Taylor? No. <laughs> it, was a, it was a long relationship, and um, it didn't end too good. So. Oh, okay. They oh, usually I don't. see where that is now. Never mind. <laughs> they usually don't, yeah. but I, I stuck with my passion. I stuck with the riding, and you know, took off from there. So tell us how the makeup to mud thing came about. How, how does somebody get nominated for that? And, and what was the process like? So, um, they actually, you know, the producer actually reached out to me and, um, I didn't believe it at first. She reached out to me over Instagram and I was like, no way. There's no way that this is, you know, monster energy. Make What is this? You know? Right. So I was like, whatever, I'll just, you know, I'll send the email off and see what comes back. And she sent back a questionnaire and I was like, okay, it looks legit. They're not asking for any like crazy personal information, just about writing and stuff. So I, um, filled it out, sent it back. And two months later, she's like, okay, well, we selected you and a, a few other girls to be a part of this. So they came and they filmed me for two days and it was just, such an awesome experience great people alexa and J- alexa jason they're just awesome people and i have no idea what she's gonna put together but right. i'm so excited because it'll be coming out march 24th for the indianapolis race um so you'll have to catch it in between that but all i've seen so far is the preview and just from looking at the other girls segments she's doing an amazing job at representing us and representing our passion so i just can't wait to see what she puts together for my segment yeah those segments are good they're very well put together yeah she's done an amazing job and um the cameramen were amazing jason and jason monroe and um eric both awesome guys and really involved in sport themselves so they really took it to took it to their own interest to do the best that they could to represent us yeah yeah, I, I enjoy it. You know, sometimes the segments that they do throughout the years aren't very well received or they're not very they're not very entertaining, but I think it's really cool, you know. I mean, there's some guy there's some of the the male side of the sport that we hear on some of the other shows that don't necessarily like the makeup to mud segment so much, but I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I think well, they, they need to shut up. Anything I like that it. can help our <laughs> yeah, anything that can help our sport grow and get more people involved is a positive. Exactly. And, you know, why not reach out? Why not empower women? We're 55% of the population. And I think the first, I think the first step and why there's not as much participation from women in the sport is because they just don't know how to get into it. Right. They're sitting here like, well, where do I even start? I don't know. You know, nobody's sitting here um, empowering me. And that's, that needs to change, especially for young women they need somebody to look up to they need girls who have you know been through i don't know where to start Mm -hmm. and take their take their examples and learn from it yeah absolutely i wish they would uh, i wish they would bring it back to the nationals yeah i was just gonna say that it had a couple healthy years with jessica patterson ashley filick and it was blowing up and and then it just kind of 
they just didn't do what they should have done with it. They, you know, they were worried about TV time and this and that. And, and, you know, I kind of understand that from a business point, but there should be some way to promote it better. It's, it's awesome watching the girls go because they haul ass or faster than us. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no, I mean, I, and I really think that this year that there's going to be a change to that, but, and I feel like more women are coming forth and, it's just a whole nother dynamic. Why mm. wouldn't it be a, from a, you know a, a smart marketing or a business standpoint to reach out to women and get them more involved in the sport? You know, it's a whole nother demographic you can reach out to. And um, actually, that's uh, my capstone project, which is like your final project in college that you get before you graduate. That's what I'll be researching for the next year. Oh, cool! Is why is there not enough? Um, women being represented in the media and how can we change that yeah for sure well you're way smarter than all three of us put together (laughs) we need to get we need to get you to to do some research for this show and figure out how we can grow it some more because you sound like you're on point with whatever you got going you know (laughs) you know um i never you know i'm i'm competitive by my nature and i just want to be the best that i can be in whatever that i do and um I never, you know, I never wanted to be a pro. That's not my goal when it comes to racing. I race because I love to race. I love to be on the line. It's what I love to do. But I, like, I really look at racing as I want to be in the industry for the rest of my life. I'm going to school. I'm going to marketing and doing communication because I want to be in the industry and I want to be an advocate for women. You know, be the voice when nobody really knows how to start. Well, I feel like you you've you probably do know how to start. You sound like you've you've got that uh, thought very well thought out, and uh, get, get after it, girl. Do it. I, I hope you. I hope you do. I think it's <laughs> yeah. awesome. I really do. I've Thank got a, as somebody Thank who has a daughter. You know, if she, if she wants to, I feel like she can do whatever she wants to in this world. And uh, if she wants oh, to, straight. yeah, if she wants to race moto, that's awesome. I hope she does something else. But if she wants to, <laughs> just because I can't walk, she watches me walk through the house every day. And, uh, you know, maybe she decides, oh, I don't want to be broke up like that. But whatever it is she does, I, I've got her back. And uh, I think what you're doing is great. I mean, it's not only with moto, just whatever, you know, whatever lights that fire right. in you, whatever sets your passion forward. Moto for me is just something that has taught me discipline and has taught me strength and focus, but it doesn't have to be just moto. It's whatever you set your mind to. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And you know, I, I I saw on your resume that your mechanic is one of, uh, our favorite mechanics, Tony Berluti wrenches on your bikes. How cool is that? That is awesome. (laughs) Tony is the coolest dude. I know. Definitely. He lives out here in Vegas and, um, before, you know, Justin Brayton sweeps him away. Uh, he was definitely working on my bikes a lot, and he'll work on them in between. But right. he just—he's awesome. He helps me out. It's fun just because he—he knows—you know—the love for the sport. Well, that's awesome, and you probably you could not have a better guy wrenching on your bike. Maybe maybe Mike Gossler, who we had yeah. on before you, but I mean, that's, <laughs> that's kind of splitting hairs. They're both right, legends, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, Tony's definitely a one of a kind dude. Yeah, well, Taylor, what's your next race? What do you got coming up? So I got this weekend off, but I'll be in uh, Arizona for round two of works next uh, following weekend. 
Okay. So. Well, we definitely wish you the best of luck, and you know we're we're following you on social media. And why don't you tell everybody what your social media contacts are so they can follow you? Yep. So you can give me a follow on Instagram at Taylor underscore three sixty two. Follow me on Facebook, Taylor Hyman, and I got a Twitter as well. So at Taylor uh, underscore three sixty two for that as well. But post all my race reports on Instagram. So that's the most up to date stuff that you can get on me for my racing and what I'm up to. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we know you're a busy lady, so we'll let you go, but thanks for coming on and giving (laughs) us some time this evening. We appreciate it. Thank you guys. It was a pleasure. Thanks Taylor. Have a good one, Taylor. TJ, you just hung up on her again. I did. You keep hanging up on people too quick. Well, she said, okay, she said, okay, and then they say bye. Stop and they being keep a dick, talking. TJ. <laughs> it's such you a dick. pig. You pig. It's just smartphones. Dude, like, okay, sure. I want to touch on something real quick. Okay. Who the hell doesn't like the makeup to mud thing? Dude, I've heard a lot of lot of people. Every on one Twitter, of you, Instagram. every one of you, shut the fuck up. All right. <laughs> it's it's beautiful hot women riding dirt bikes. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, it's just I don't even pay attention to it, so I don't. I haven't actually even watched uh, one. I, I'm all over that. You know, like I said, as somebody that has a daughter, I feel like she could do whatever it is in this life she wants to do. I'm stoked on it. I'm stoked on Taylor. She's really cool. She's smart as hell. I mean, I don't watch any of the commercials, so I don't really. Complain. Well, I mean, I've watched them. I think they're awesome. You know, I mean, it's somebody different every week, and some of these chicks can ride really well, and and they, they all love it. So that's, it's that's, not like that's a Toyota what, commercial. Like, no, it's a segment. It's a segment, it's like, a segment wow. in the show. The, the thing with the the you got to speak vets. into the mic. That's what I've been trying to tell you. If you want to use one of these mics, speak you got to learn. Into I'm the just not used to not having brain. the mic stuck to. Well, I'm for the last year I've had a mic on my headset that follows my mouth when I move around. That's why I don't hey, like these stationary mics. Jamie's getting pissed. Look at him. He's getting mad as hell. Not at all. He's like, this is not my contract. Damn it! I don't get mad, Mark. Yes, you do. Yes, you fucking do. I don't think I do. So, anyways, but okay. So I see what you're saying. It's like it's just a segment. I haven't watched. I thought it was a Toyota commercial. No, no, it's like, a segment. It's like a, about a three or four minute segment every week. They do a different girl every week. I have to pay attention next time, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, I think they're good. They are. They're, I think so, they're really damn good. Well, I know that at this arena cross, we had like six girls signed up at in the in the women's class. It was actually it was pretty good, from what I understand. Dude, I'm telling you, man, girl, they're competitive. My friend Heidi raced for a long time, and before an injury took her out of it, dude, she was somewhere all the time, and yeah. she raced more off road than she did moto. And there may be something to that, I don't know, but just you're uh-huh. on the bike longer, and uh, I've seen that girl weed herself so many times and just get back up and ask for more, you know. But uh, anyways, guys, quick break, and we'll be back with our last guest of the night. All right, guys, we're going to get to our final guest of the evening. Privateerlife.mx's Garrett Schlegel. I told you I'd butcher it. Garrett. Schlegel like bagel. Schlegel like bagel. Garrett, what up, dude? Yeah, you guys got it. You guys got it. Oh, man, I'm just screwing everything up tonight. I don't know what. I had a long day. Sorry. So, Garrett, this is Dark Side. Uh, I appreciate you contacting me, man. Um, tell us a little bit about this your website and what you guys do and how it got started. Yeah, so, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. So, yeah, we uh, created this website and hopefully soon to be an app as well a little over a year ago. Uh, what we're trying to do is uh, kind of build a community or, or network support system for any 
amateur motorcycle racer out there of any age, any discipline, level of riding that you're in. So whether you're, you know, a five-year-old kid that may be getting into road racing or someone chasing GNCCs or hair scrambles or, or even chasing Loretta's, uh, we're just trying to help those people out. And then obviously aspiring pros that are trying to make it up through the ranks of uh, Supercross or Motocross. So how we're trying to do that is uh, we kind of, it's been tagged now. It's kind of like an Airbnb on steroids. Um, you can, as a supporter, um, you, know, you can sign up. There's a kind of a menu of items to choose from. So you may have a, a spare room or a couch that someone could crash on for a night, a place to do laundry, uh, a practice track you might have at your place, air compressor tools, a welder, whatever it is. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things that guys traveling around the country kind of, you know, chasing whatever they're the racing dreams that they've got. So, um, and, you know, there's also a number of people that reached out to me and said that they, you know, hey, I live in an apartment. I really don't have a room or any amenities that I can offer. And I said, hey, can you bring a bag of ice out to the track? You know, I mean, a case of water, anything. I mean, you know, especially for guys chasing the Nationals, once they're at the track, um, to try and, you know, go into town is it, kind of a big deal. I mean, you're kind of already set up and, so we're we're just trying to do anything to offset costs for for any racer of any you know like I said any age any level. Mm-hmm. Um, as the name suggests, it, it, it's more so. Uh, you would think that it's more for guys that hold a pro license that are that are chasing Supercross or Nationals, but um, the majority of people out there racing or traveling around the country are, are amateur guys or even even older guys like me that are you know just going out there to have fun and, and run around the state trying to you know, have fun at our local track. So uh, the flip side of that would be the racer, right? You just sign up as a, as a racer and on the website, and uh, it's pretty straightforward, pretty intuitive. And then at that point, you start looking in a state. You know, let's say you're, you're heading over to Loretta's and you're coming through Texas, and you just you need a place that if you can find a practice track for a day, you click on that option. Hey, I'm in Texas or I'm in this particular city or zip code. And I'm looking for a practice track. Click it and see what comes up. Um, and we've had a lot of good response and a lot of people offering up facilities and, and places to stay that, that just help people out. So that's the gist of, of what we're really about. Well, I can definitely understand that. I've got a son that we travel. I mean, we're, every weekend we are traveling to some other state traveling around with doing the amateur circuit so i definitely get that we'll be in daytona we do the arena cross do all the amateur nationals do loretta and the loretta's qualifying in two different regions um and man i'm definitely going to check this out because i've got a little place here a little small track here at my house and you're exactly who i thought of when he yeah, said yeah. that. i mean i'm like i need to open that up because we have a lot of local kids that come here and train and practice especially in the summertime full because, shop motocross track yeah everything so i need to get on there and sign up to be able to pay back some of the people that have helped us out and be able to offer our facility here for other people yeah and tj i mean i know your son races and, and is doing that and that's the thing i mean when you've been in it for a couple of years, you probably kind of develop your own, you know, uh, network of people that you yeah. can rely on. You know the stops that you're going to make when you're traveling from point A to point B. But um, a lot of people that are maybe getting into it, you know, just in the beginning, maybe they're, hey, we're going to shoot for Loretta this, this year, and let's say we make it through the area qualifiers and uh, and all of that. And now it's like we're going from California to 
to Tennessee, it's like, well, we That's don't really know ways. anyone. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, there's if you could offset some hotel costs or, you know, find a place for your kid to ride, even one, you know, once while you're traveling across the country, it's like that would help out tremendously. And, and it's really just – I mean, I think that's the great thing about our sport, our industry, is that like a lot of everyone's willing to help out and you know offer up. You know, I that that's kind of how this whole thing was born. Is like I, you know, grew up watching the great outdoors and and all that, and I just see all these guys struggling. And I'm at the time I was a single guy, and I'm like, man, these guys can come to my house. I'll put them up <laughs> for the night, cook them dinner. You know what I mean? I mean, just have a place for them to stay. And yeah. you know, and, and on the on the same note, it's like, man, you develop if you, you actually got to know some of these guys and help them out, it's like, man, they've got a, a, a lifelong fan right there. You know what I mean? You're going to be pulling for that guy all the time. You know what I mean? So, so, so that, in other words, that was really the inspiration to, to, to get this going, to get it up and rolling. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, this thing started in my mind probably 15, you know, 16 years ago. And, uh, and I finally just, you know, you kind of reach that stage in your life. I'm in my early forties now. And it's kind of like, you want to, you know, pull the trigger, and so you don't look back, you know, when you're 75, 80 years old, go, God, I should have tried that, you know, and it's like, I know this is an idea that's, that's just helping out people, and one that I think would work, and I've had a lot of positive feedback, so, you know, like I said, last year, right before Supercross, we kind of pulled the trigger, and we've kind of been, we've kind of been grinding to try and get the word out there, and, and letting, trying to just help people out wherever we can. Yeah, it's really cool. How many how many people do you have? How many riders do you have signed up, and how many uh, like sponsors? I guess do you have signed up? Do you have numbers? Well, yeah, the sponsors is you know that's the other thing we're working on right now, uh, and we've had a couple good ones throughout the years. And if I could touch on that in a little bit in terms of what we were able to do last summer for nationals, uh, I will. But uh, yeah, so we've got probably little. It's right in the basically two hundred range for riders and supporters i mean we've got guys that actually reached out from france some some guys in canada but we've got kind of the united states covered in a way of if there's a state you're going through and, and i know some states are bigger than others but there's people there that are already signed up that are willing to help people out and uh that that's that's the biggest challenge for us right now is trying to really spread that word and that's why i really appreciate you guys having us on and and because this is like a, a huge uh platform for us to try and get the word out there uh you know daniel blair had us on his podcast uh, a while back during the nationals uh brad gephard with big mx radio also helped us uh, kind of get the word out there so it's it's been that part of it, it we are eternally grateful for guys like you and, and and podcasts like this that can help us you know try and spread the word because honestly the bigger it gets the more people we can help yeah, it's really a cool idea. I, I heard you on DB's show, and uh, it's it's a really neat concept, and it's kind of crazy that nobody came up with this b- beforehand because it's important and it's something that you know it, it, it's it's there's a lot of people that need help out there, and it's a big industry, and it seems like it just makes sense. Well, and that's the thing. I, I think we've all kind of heard the Alex Nagy story from a couple of weeks ago on Pulp. And yeah. I mean, that's the epitome of why we started this. I mean, no guy in my mind should be having to stay the night in his rental car with his dad. You know what I mean? When when there's somebody out there that would be more than willing to have him, you know, give up a hotel room or, or stay at their place somewhere close. I mean, it's like, man, that, that's, I mean, that guy's, you know, gnarly. But it, yeah. you know, that, I hear those stories. And I'm like, that's the exact reason that we, you know, then I came up with this and, right. and we're trying to push it. Yeah. We just had him on the show and I actually texted him last week and, uh, 
told him, you know, he could Mark and I, I'll be at Dallas this weekend and uh, offered up a room to him. Uh, I told me at least a place that you know if you just need to take a shower, whatever you need, man. Just need, so yeah, so yeah, I we mean, it's, it's all it's the little things, you know. I mean, right. you're having a place to do your laundry instead of looking for the the quarter laundry mat traveling across the country. It's like I mean, I, I think ninety percent of the people in this sport that love it and follow it would be more than one. Hey, come by the house. We'll give you a meal, do your laundry, and keep on rolling. You know, I mean, it's exactly. You know, it, it, there should be no reason for you to have to go through the, the a lot of the trials and tribulations these guys do chasing this dream. Although, I mean, it hardens them. I mean, I mean, sure, Alex, now you wouldn't wouldn't give away a lot of the experience he's had, but the, at the same time, I'm sure he would have loved to stay in a nice, you know, warm bed one night instead of sleeping across the center console of a rental car. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I wish we had known that in Houston cuz you know Mark and I were there and we probably could have got him got him hooked up but we just we didn't know the story you know and yeah it, right so yeah you're doing a really cool thing and uh it's 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 badass yeah yeah so we and I mean going to kind of dovetailing off and talking about sponsors i mean we we ha- i had a, a good close friend of mine that i grew up with that that uh you know is a manager at like a you know building supply place and mm-hmm. he actually put up you know, $3,000 last year, and we were able to reimburse, uh, you know, a, a different guy's entry fee for every round of the Nationals last year. So, I mean, literally, I just told him, you sign up as a racer on our site. Uh, you basically, I mean, it didn't get any more primitive than we threw your name in a hat, and we picked a new name out every every round, and we were able to make it up to Washougal and actually do a couple things live, and uh you know, just do, you know, have actual racers pull some names out of the hat. And, and yeah. we were able to do, I mean, and then, and then I had a couple other people come on board that said, hey, we're, you know, Joe and Rachel Rodriguez at San Luis Obispo Painting, that they also support the Intignac Brothers. They said, hey, we like what you're doing. We're going to put up 100 bucks a week, you know, for every round of the Nationals. And so we were able to do, like, secondary drawings. And, cool. And it, it really was a cool thing to do, and it's so nice to give back to these guys, and they're all so humble and so appreciative that it, it just makes you want to keep on pushing and, and trying to secure some more stuff for the future. So we, it's, we never thought we were going to be in a place where we could financially help guys out early on as we are in the, with this whole idea, but, but so thankful that, that we were able to do that. So that was pretty cool. Well, to our listeners, check out privateerlife.mx. Go on there, sign up, become a supporter, and uh, give support out. He's got uh, a shop where you can purchase T-shirts. They've got forums on there. You can uh, just th- this and that. Log in, set up an account, and uh, g- give your support. And, uh, man, help out these guys that need it going up and down the road. Yeah. it's You know, and, and like I said, the, the whole – this whole thing started with just trying to help guys out and, and realizing how brutal it is on the road. I never made it to that level, but I can definitely appreciate it after seeing, you know, all the, the videos that these guys go through and stuff. So, yeah, more, you know, hopefully these guys sign up and look for this kind of support out there. And the more people we can reach and, and build this network, that, that'd be awesome. Oh, Garrett, we uh we appreciate your time tonight, buddy. And uh, I think what you're doing is, is really awesome. We're really yes. going to, you know – Keep keep going with this, man. Let's get it out there. Anything we can do to help. TJ just signed up. I just signed up as a supporter. TJ's a supporter now. That's uh, awesome. You know, I guess we we should probably all sign up. I don't know what I can do to help them other than give them a bed to sleep in, but, hey, that's enough. So, you know, I'm happy happy to do it. And, uh, man, thanks for coming on and talking with us tonight, dude. It was awesome. No, I appreciate it. Jamie, Mark, TJ, with you guys like you out there that are helping – 
put our name out there. I, I really appreciate it, and, and that's what's going to help this thing grow. And, you know, I, I just want to thank the sponsors we've had up to this point. Westside Building Materials and San Francisco Painting have been huge. And, and uh, you know, Daniel Blair is a, a guy that lives down the freeway from me, and he's been a huge uh, uh, supporter of it. And, you know, he and I, you know, meet for lunch every once in a while and, and kick around ideas and whatnot. And, and he was really the one that really made me, you know, realize that, hey, this is a good idea. And, and to get support from a guy like that, I appreciate it. And, and you guys, I, I really appreciate the support, and thank you for giving me this platform. Oh, anytime, man. We, we, we would uh, jump at the chance to have you on any, again sometime. Yeah. Well, if I'm ever in Texas, I'll definitely look you boys up. Please, yeah, hit us up. Please do. All right, guys. Thanks, Garrett. All right, Garrett. Have a good night, buddy. Thanks. Later, thank man. You thank you, Bye-bye. All right, again, guys, it's privateerlife.mx. Didn't hang up on him. Well, thank God. You did the, the first <laughs> fucking three. But uh, no, privateerlife.mx, get on there, sign up. I'm doing that right now. TJ's already signed up as a supporter. Uh, maybe a diva guy over here will do the same. And uh, <laughs> How do you know I'm not already signed up? Maybe you are. Are, are you? Si- are you signed up? Are no. you signed up? Okay, no. then. Shut up. Mind. I went on the website when I was doing my research, but I did not sign up yet. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. Get on there, check it out, man. This is a, it's a yeah, good I, deal. I and, looked at uh, it the other night, but it is pretty cool. Actually, I've signed up yet. I'll do it tonight. Yeah, yeah they have a, they have a places on there where you can sign up if you have a shop, if you mm-hmm. have a welder, if you you know have a place you could people could dump RVs for all, all kinds of different stuff. Which I mean, that makes a difference. I mean, the little things like that makes a huge difference. Oh, it's it's yeah. it's huge. I mean, like guys passing through. Yeah, maybe they need to stop and get some laps in. The guys that are running the nationals, you know. Yeah. And uh, maybe they need a shop to work on their bikes. Maybe a pressure washer to use. Maybe they need a bed to sleep in. Yeah, whatever you know. And uh, that's the only bad thing about where we are. I know all of us would open our our you know houses up and help out privateers, but man, they just there's no nationals here. The the Supercross right. is two hours from us almost. You know what I mean? So well, I mean, you never know. I mean, guys might need to stop on their way in too. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's guys. They, I-20 is is literally 10 minutes from here, and you know they take 20 going through to and from a lot of different places. That's so, true. I mean, just, just as long as you guys know that, like, TJ's got a heck of a little facility here. I mean, it's made his kid a, a freaking speed demon. So, uh, <laughs> right. it, um, you should uh, check it out. Well, anyways, so talk, that it? What, what else is going on in your world, TJ? Talk. Uh, Just working on, oh, I bought that RV from Cheyenne Harmon, and I'm fixing all the little things from that. Yeah. So other than that, yeah, I come from, from uh, what's it called, Pennsylvania, so it's covered in rust. And I probably paid a little more than I should have for it, but I was happy <laughs> to help out Cheyenne, you know, a guy trying to make it to Supercross. So. How bad's it rusting? It's not bad. It's just like the little things, the little, like, there's, yeah, dude, my van's rusted. I don't care. Like I drive the crap out of it. But there's like there, like some like some of the hinges on the back door. It's just oh, stuff well, like that. that. that Things fixed, I gotta so. fix. Yeah, but like I said, I probably paid a little much for it. But I, I mean, like I told him, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even gonna argue with you on the price. Hopefully, this money will get you to the next few races. Right. So. I was happy to be able to help out. Well, you're such a good guy, TJ. That that's that that's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> you're such a dick. <laughs> it's cool, man. I mean, it's gonna do. You, it's gonna be cool to have and have your setup at all the races. I'm sure yeah. it makes it a lot easier. And it gives my it gives my princess wife a bathroom to use, and she doesn't have to use Porta Johns. That's really what it was all about. Was you know having something for her to use that wasn't a Porta John. 
<laughs> right. Well, right. I mean, yeah, you, that, that's kind of a nice thing to do, you know. That's mama's got Mama's got to be happy. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you know, other than you hanging up on three of our guests, it was awesome. I didn't, hung up, I didn't technically <laughs> hang up. Just maybe a little soon. Yeah, you, you you hung up on them for sure. Just a little soon. Well, I'm about to hang up on the show because well, y'all are playing on your phones. And, and I'm not playing this. on my phone. Yeah. I'm signing up and, on privateerlife.mx. Jerk. I'm okay. texting our guest, telling him thank you for coming on. Well, yeah, sorry, TJ hung I up do on every you. Every show. Yeah, every show. You do a great yeah, job. Yeah, I do the same thing if I if it's me that's talking to him, but. Uh, did my phone actually do okay today? It did really good. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. It's minus you hanging up on it. it awesome. <laughs> minus me, yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, are you going to be here next week too, TJ? Yes, we have. Um, I know we have Jay Reynolds on next week, mm-hmm. and I don't know who else. But... Uh, I've got a couple things lined up. I have to look at my – I've got a little – planner book that i keep that i've been writing everything down in i'll do some more research on that arena cross stuff maybe i even call the ama and see if i can talk to um some people i know there to see if they can give me an insight on what's going to happen with it okay right right because i'm interested because like i said i'm i've really really enjoyed the like the small arena cross the nitro arena cross i say small it was a pretty cool show actually yeah i I only went to the one in mesquite last year yeah it was a pretty it it was cool yeah it really was yeah it was a good show i thought it was gonna be more background i mean backyard kind of racing but it turned out to be awesome it's done pretty good you know brian jackson's a big part of that yes he is yeah that's where last year where i met demoth and uh got his info before we had him come on that oh okay that was he was there for the mesquite one and it's when i did that that benefit thing or whatever that's right i remember the kid that got paralyzed well it started out for the um I'm blanking now. I'm the guy from Texas, the, uh, Gail Hoyt, that yeah. got paralyzed, and then he asked for us to do it for the kid that was with the Nitro Series that got paralyzed. But anyway, yeah, that that was a cool. It was a cool event for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, they they turn it up, and then we're going to be doing a couple of the um, Amsoil Arena Cross this year too. So cool. We're going to be crazy yeah, busy. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, you're somewhere every weekend. Even when you're not home, they're somewhere. They're every somewhere weekend every weekend. Racing. Yep. Well, I tell you, I mean. It's what you got to do if you want to make it. You got to get out racing. I just wish go. I wish he was just a little bit slower. If he was a little bit slower, I could be like, "Son, you're never gonna make it. Why don't we just stay and race this <laughs> right. one?" TJ's cheap ass over oh, there, dude. You, know. you better believe it. Hey, what are the chances that uh, Jason Wygant find, uses this website to uh, find a free room to stay somewhere else? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking so, when I was talking to that guy, I was like, "This sounds like he should be Jason Wygant's best buddy." Right. You know? so. so this, so this RV, I was picking it up. Our buddy J. T. Cooley, mm-hmm. he called me. He's like, "How's the RV?" I'm like, "Oh, it's good." He goes, "Do you know you just spent the amount of money you would you could go buy a um, Alta with?" <laughs> and it made me hate my kid even more. Uh, <laughs> oh well, my god! That's what happens when you have kids. You selfish prick. Maybe oh, you selfish prick. No, it's all good. Hey, great show tonight, guys. Big thanks, uh, Mike Gossler, John Short, Taylor Hyman, Garrett Schlegel. Schlegel, yeah, Schlegel. Schlegel. I got it right that time. What the <laughs> hell do you know? Again, privateerlife.mx. Go sign up, check it out. Um, give these guys, give the privateer support. Three, three digit is legit. Get it going. What do three you got? digit hey, is legit. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that's, that's, good. that's good. And guys, don't forget about our Patreon account, man. Go to patreon.com. Look up Moto X Pod. And uh, help us out, you know, contribute a little bit. We'll keep this thing going. You hear all the technical difficulties we have. All that yeah. money goes to fix. Yeah, we, we need uh, some money. To, In other words, a, we need a lot of money, guys. We need some money for a landline. That <laughs> would be a, a lot big of freaking key. money. 
And uh, Mark and I have some pretty cool interviews scheduled for uh, Dallas Supercross, and I think a couple of those. Well, I've got one. you got the rest of them. But, but I'm going to be taking John Short's picture. But it's actually right. going to be, like, uploaded on Friday night, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm going to upload them that night. And But I, awesome. I think we may have a couple things lined up that may be Patreon only. So awesome. we haven't really discussed that yet, but I, I want to make sure we do things for our Patreon subscribers because it we do appreciate it you know i mean we sent out some x-brand goggles for the the guys that signed up the first week uh we're gonna do some other stuff so man just yeah patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com look us up help us out and we will appreciate it greatly you patreon uh, users might get your own private podcast that nobody else gets to listen to and there's no telling who will be on that podcast so uh you'll for sure get to talk to dark side i mean i know that's why you listen anyway so you might as well you know Look at him over there shaking his head. I, just, I don't know what to say when Such you guys say shit like that constantly. So I'm well, just like, whatever. I'm not. Gonna, you, I'm not gonna. Like, now you know how TJ feels when you badger him constantly about his spelling, Jamie. That's more grammatical. Well, but but, but it's a fact that he cannot spell. It's not really spelling. It's not as much a as... fact that I have like wait a, a minute, big wait. ego. It's or... not spelling. Nobody said you had a big ego. We just it's... said you had a big fan base. He did. He said earlier my head won't fit through the door or some shit. Well, like that that that, that then... that's not what I was talking but about. But yes, though. it is spelling all not, the time. It's mainly like using the wrong like there or to. I didn't realize that's spelling. If you can't spell well, I guess it's. I mean, Jamie is an English teacher over here. Yes. Yes. So he should. He missed his calling. He should have been. Can you see Jamie walking around school? Like some dorky teacher wearing khaki slacks, having his little like backpack he had back in high school. No, still, I can see him back in the nineties, hopping out in like an eighties TA, old rusted out Trans Am. Oh, yeah. You can see. Can you see him walking around like a college campus? He's like a professor. He's got a tie dyed shirt on, some weird looking glasses. He does kind of look hippie ish. You're right. Very hippie. Now that I'm, now that you say that, dude, he's Willie Nelson, the heavy metal version. (laughs) His hair is so legit, dude. Willie does his like that in the back. You know, when Jamie has his ponytail done. With the rubber bands, yeah, yeah, that's legit. I'm giving you, you know, compliments, even though you I have, a, have good a, a man bun happening right now. That's work. Just keeps that on my face when I'm working. Well, okay, well you're still wearing a man bun. Hey. <laughs> that was hey. Like, hey, that was my chick's idea. She's like, you should do a man bun. I was like, no way. And then she talked me into it, and I was like, hell, it's, it's, it stays. When my hair was my long. I didn't like wear it on top of my head like you are, but I always had it pulled back in a bun in the back, so. TJ always had his in a ponytail most of the time when he yeah. had it. I remember that. Mine usually isn't a ponytail, but it it when you're working and it hangs down to your ass. Yeah, I can it, I can it, imagine. Like yeah. you're bent over digging a digging a ditch, which is what I do most days, and the hair's you know my hair's in the mud. No, I got you. I don't know how you did that for how how long has your hair been like that? Since '95 is when I started growing it. And you haven't cut it since. Well, I've cut it a few times. I cut 20 inches off a few years ago and donated it to Locks of Love, and but. It's been growing long since 95, and it's been at least to my shoulder since probably 96. I don't know. It grows pretty fast. Man, well, I'm, I wish I had that problem, but I don't. Mine's going yeah, away. Until so. it starts falling out, it's going to be long. I haven't figured out. I haven't cut my hair recently, but I told my wife, I'm like, my hairline's receding a little more quickly than I expected, so I'm growing it until I figure out what I'm doing, but at least while I can. Mm. Well, I have a deal with Amber that if she cuts her hair short, I cut mine off. Because I don't really like short hair on chicks, and she doesn't want my hair short, so she's talking about cutting it off. In other words, she she ain't cutting hers. Mm-hmm. In. Nope. You, would you make good on that? Would you actually oh, yeah, go cut yeah. it? I, I think. Well, <laughs> he said, I'd he, like to think he, I would, but he ain't maybe cutting not, that shit. Because I hate. Yeah, <laughs> I hate how shit. I look. With short you better hair. hope Amber's not listening right now. Right. She, well, she's gonna pull your bluff on this. I think. Yeah. Bro. You better hope she's not listening. She right knows now. better. Yeah, for sure. No short hair. And, 
No right. short hair. We, we have a nine o'clock. I got to go out there and tear a brand new eighteen two fifty apart. Well, you have fun with that, guys. I'm Again, go big shout out. All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, Broadway Power Sports, MX Girl Designs, Moto X Pod Show, Dark Side Muscle Mark TJ. Have a good night.